Welcome to the Fierce Mothers podcast, where we help black and brown women find guidance and inspiration every week. We are so excited to have you listen in. I'm your host, Gochi Onyewu. Today, I am talking with the fabulous Boye Asenuga. Boye, who is fondly called Bibi, is a Nigerian-American founder and creator-director of Shiknicity, a women's ready-to-wear clothing label based in Massachusetts. Inspired by her dual identity of ethnicity and modernity, Bibi created Shiknicity by fusing ethnic-inspired colors and prints with contemporary design elements and silhouettes that stay true to premium, wearable, and versatile clothing. Before starting Shiknicity, she started her career as a lawyer, but quickly switched and pursued her passion for a career in fashion. Over the last 15 plus years, Bibi has worked with multiple international fashion brands to develop and manufacture their clothing lines in retail stores worldwide. Shiknicity recently debuted its exclusively designed collection for the retail giant HSN. Bibi is a proud alumna of the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York and the School of Fashion Design in Boston, where she was awarded the 2020 Distinguished Alumni Award. Bibi lives in Massachusetts with her husband and two kids. Now, we talk about the importance of being nice, showing up consistently, raising leaders while still maintaining your own identity, and so much more. As always, you are in for a treat. Hey, Bibi, it's so nice to have you on the show. How are you today? Ugochi, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, and I'm doing very well. Thank you. Of course, of course, of course. I've told the audience all about you and how fabulous you are. <laughs> but you. I'd love to hear about it in your own words. If you could just kick it off, tell us a little bit about yourself so the audience can get to know you better. Hi, audience. My name is Boye, but people call me Bibi. Uh, my last name is Ashenuga, and I'm the founder of Shikanicity which means chic in your ethnicity. It's a clothing brand. And the reason why I started Chicnicity was because I live in Boston. I moved here from Nigeria when I was 27 and I was missing the fashion from Nigeria. But at the same time, Boston is a bit of a conservative you know, city. So I wanted to bring in my ethnic roots, merge it with my New England, you know, modern day and that was how Shiknicity was created we offer ethnic inspired um, clothing brand but in contemporary silhouettes that can be worn without it looking like a costume so yeah. that was why we created Shiknicity I wanted fabric that you could wear from spring to summer winter and you know throughout all the seasons we tend to get in New England yeah so 
that's a little bit about me. <laughs> no, it's awesome. And you have such an interesting background. And of course, I've had a, a, a chance to look at some of your pieces. And I assume you're wearing your own piece today. Always go Always. <laughs> I love my pieces. <laughs> and you look gorgeous. Aww, you look gorgeous. Thanks. Yes, thanks. but you know, the audience may already know this because I, I have shared a little bit about you, but you are also, your background is law. So I'd love for you to share a bit about your journey and how you balanced your roles, not just as a lawyer, but also a mom and a fashion designer. We're very curious to hear. So I went to University of Lagos, mm. studied law, proceeded to the Nigerian Law School in Abuja. But while I was in uni, like I would wear things and people would be like, oh, boy, I would like it. And being the, well, my father is a kitty, my mom, Ijebu. We're known for business being, you know, the Jebu Jesha girl. I'm like, hmm, why don't I make some money off this? So I found tailors and I would make pieces and people would be ooh, ooh, ah, ah. So I started selling the pieces while I was in uni life. But by the time I got to law school, word had spread. And at that time at law school, it was either you were wearing a suit or you were allowed to wear traditional Nigerian, you know, wear. Abuja is super duper hot. So what happened was that when I brought in my Ankara inspired, you know, but nicely tailored pieces, people would buy. And that was how the business started. And my parents were like, um, are you sure, you know, we sent you to school for law. What are you doing? And I kept on saying, so far, my grades are good. Don't worry about it. I did very well at law school and got called to that. And I went to my parents and I said, you know what? I don't think I want to practice law. <laughs> what I want to do is start a fashion business. My parents really are quite liberal on like a lot of Nigerian parents. So my dad was like, you know what? I'll give you a space and let's see what you're going to do. My dad in Nigeria was known to be one of, he was a pan-Africanist. So he wanted to see, so far you can employ people, help people go right ahead. So he gave me a space and I started with, I believe three tailors. It wasn't easy. I remember the first month I paid them. We're still in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria, paid them and they all disappeared. And I had loads of, you know, fabric. That happened. But what I realized was that a lot of tailors in Nigeria were not treated well. Mm. So once they got their money, mm. they, they didn't owe you anything. They took off. So what I did was build that confidence and trust. And Ugochi, within three years of me starting that business, I had almost a thousand clients. I had 15 tailors working for me. My dad was like, you know what? Yeah. You're, you know go right ahead. I love what you're doing. You're employing people and young girls. You know, I had young girls working with me. And again, because I had that background in law, I was one of the first few people highly educated being a tailor, as one of my uncles, you know, said. <laughs> he was like, oh, you left the law to be a tailor. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, I love it. Mm -hmm. So, and that was how everything started. And my dad was really happy. He's like, okay, we do what you want to do. And then I met my husband who lived in the U.S. We got married and I moved here. And a lot of my customers were not happy with him. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, so that's my story. And you, you mentioned something. My mom said something. She said, no knowledge is lost. And Ugochi, I tell you, my background in law has helped me shape Shikmicity mm-hmm. to where we are today. Mm-hmm. I'm very, when it comes to, you know, negotiations, drawing up my contract, being articulate in what I'm trying to communicate to people I work with, my law background has been very helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 <laughs> so curious though, you know, as uh-huh. talking, when you went into mm-hmm. law, was it because, you know, how in Nigeria parents, you know, it's either you're a doctor or a lawyer, an engineer, an architect, a pharmacist, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Was it because of one that reason or did you have a passion for law, but you also had a passion for fashion design at the back of your mind? Do you see where I'm going? I definitely do. So yes, uh, well, I had I wanted to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then I, you know, growing up, we didn't have that avenue or see someone who was being successful as a fashion designer. There were a few here and there, but you know, you I it it wasn't just something you saw as being a career. So which was why I got into law. But then while I was studying law, I discovered fashion design. And I thought, you know what? My passion for fashion trumps my love for law. And then Ugochi, you know, in Nigeria, we wear the wig and gown. Yes. After, you know, being in that wig and gown, when I was doing my court attachment, I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> this is not the way I want to live my life. I love fashion. I don't want to be in black all the time. That was the vain part of me. But then, you know, I, 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 fashion was just something I could eat sleep, breathe. And I was just so happy doing it. And thank God for my parents who, like I said, were very encouraging and liberal. I was able to pursue it. And let me tell you what people said, no one will marry you. Ah. Oh, you know, I told you my uncle, you know, who's a lawyer, a son, came to me and said, you left law to be a tailor. No one will marry you. Wow. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't being mean. You know how people can be very... Both yeah. right in Nigeria. And once I had my parents' blessings, I, I was good to go. Yeah. So, yeah, That's I loved the law, but fashion, you know. Fashion was <laughs> calling your name. I hear you. Like nothing you can ever imagine. It warms my heart because your father was able to see your success. Yes. And I'm sure he was so proud because he could yes. see your entrepreneurial spirit and so that's such a great, great, great story. And of course, you know, we'll talk a little bit about your journey today, but I'd love you to talk about, and I, I think I already know the answer, of, <laughs> you know, but I, I just love you to share a memorable experience that has significantly impacted your personal and professional life. What happened? What did you learn? How did it shape your journey? When it comes to my personal life, the one person was super duper impactful was my mom she was a super classy person and she used to say something class is how you treat other people around you my mom was fashionable she was classy she was nice she was warm all my friends became her friends even when I left you know Lagos my friends will go see her she was welcoming she was humble and then she, she will tell you how it is. If you wear something she doesn't like, she'll let you know. <laughs> My mom was one person who every morning she woke up, 
had a full face of makeup on and why she would say, you never know who you're going to meet, boy. When she called me, she would never say, oh, hello, boy, this is your mom. No, she would be like, hello, boy, this is Orefata Day. Wow. Why? Because she used to say, I'm more than, you know, someone's mom. I'm Orefata Day first. Uh, uh. My mom was a class act. I lost her about um, five years ago, but mm. she shaped me so much. Mm. How I treat people, how I treat myself. Everything I learned, you know, being a young lady was from my mom. When I doubted myself, my mom, because I have bowlegs. <laughs> and my mom would say, do you know all over the world, bowlegs is something people like. And that just gave me comfort, yeah. you know, confidence. So my mom personally shaped, you know, um, my life. When it comes to a professional, I've had several people shape who I am um, when I started fashion design of course my parents were very encouraging and I went to school for law had no skill no knowledge for fashion design but being the Ekiti girl that I am you know we love knowledge everyone around me from my village is a professor so you know you can go figure so I'm like you know what if I'm going to get into something I need knowledge you can have the passion but you need knowledge to back it up. So when I moved here, and when I got married and I moved here about 20 years ago, I went back to school to study fashion design at a school called um, SFD Boston, very influential in how uh, my fashion career started. Wonderful, small school, encouraging teachers. It was a community I needed. Mm. And they were able to, Give me that confidence that, yeah, you're good. You know what you want yeah. and we're going to empower you. Mm -hmm. Secondly, another person who was influential or, you know, helped me shape my fashion journey was um, a teacher I met at FIT. Because I went back to school, we traveling from Boston to New York every week wow. because knowledge is key for me. And I wanted to know. So I had done fashion design which is the creative part of um, fashion. But I wanted to know the technical part of fashion, which is product development and production, mm. you know, which is why what uh, differentiates someone who sews at home to someone who has PCs at stores all over the world. So I went back to FIT and I met this um, teacher, Professor Kan. He had a wealth of knowledge about mass production. He made me feel comfortable. He had so much to give. And I don't talk to him often, but he was someone who really made me comfortable in what I was trying to achieve. And yeah, the rest is history. 11 years after, this is where I am today. Also, my husband, who is, I'm a creative, he's a, software engineer so I am um, I want something I want to do but he, he's more method driven and he has helped me a lot to rein in the creativity and make it productive and he's always that calming presence in my life because I like to go 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 but my husband has been very supportive yeah. he's a Nigerian man <laughs> we decided to marry a Taylor so yeah let me just at yeah. that age. Yeah, the special Nigerian man that decided to marry a tailor. Exactly. A tailor. Exactly. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. 
did, you did, you did. And I, I, I love that. I love how you, you call out different people. So talking about your journey today, let's talk a little bit about your fashion, your, your role as a fashion designer, and then we'll talk about balancing the roles that you do as a mom. So as a fashion designer, I'd love to hear a little bit about the behind the scenes because, you know, with fashion, we imagine, right, Vogue, the front front row at uh, Paris Fashion Week and the glam looking at you all gorgeous. I want to hear a little bit about some of the biggest challenges that you face in the industry and what are some of the, the, the methods that you have employed to overcome them? Would love to hear. Ugochi, so... I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble, but the fashion design is the least glamorous (laughs) occupation. Yes, you see people, you know, London Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, Paris. Yeah. But it is one of the most cutthroat businesses out there. So a bit of, you know, stats, 90% of clothing brands don't make it past their third year. Because fashion is fast and a lot happens. Like I said, the reason why I went back to FIT to learn about the um, technical part of fashion, you can be a fashion designer, but that doesn't translate into you making pieces that can be sold at stores. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, I tell people it's the least glamorous because you're always, you know, it moves very fast. There are different seasons. There are different collections you have to have out. And at the same time, you have to be careful that you don't have dead stock just lying around. It's fast. People are finicky. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. There's a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. I love what I do. If you're consistent, it will work out. Every day is a challenge. But if you love what you do, that's the most important thing. If you love what you do, you know, you will be able to overcome the obstacles. Mm-hmm. So for me, in my career, it's almost over 20 years. I don't want to age myself. <laughs> so in my career, what I have tried to do, and this comes from my mom, to respect people. Because I work with a lot of people in Asia. Mm-hmm. So I like to respect people. I respect relationships. I don't burn bridges. That's very important because I'm here in the U.S., my factory, you know, I have my things produced in Asia. People have to trust you. People have to, you know, if you say I'm going to do this, integrity matters. Being consistent, knowing when to say, yes, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Because a lot of times, you know, people, if you apologize, if something is wrong, you're taking responsibility. And with me, I'm fine. If I make a mistake, it will cost me money, but I'm fine. But believe me, on your own end, if you make a mistake, I'm going to hold you accountable. You might think it's all being the best pattern maker, being the best is the relationships you keep. Because if I have the best designs, and there's no one to execute because I cannot sew thousands of pieces myself, then your designs are, you know, just sitting on your computer somewhere. So for me, being being nice to people, respecting people, not burning bridges, because I've had factories I had to part ways with. Okay, it's not working for now. Let's stay friendly. I, I try to leave everybody happy. 
also in any business I do with anybody around the world, be it in the US, Nigeria, Asia, I want everybody to be happy, walking away feeling like they're happy and they're, you know, they're happy with whatever deal we're able to come to. So those are the things. They might seem basic, but yeah, that has helped me out. I got a call, someone who wanted me to advise him on something he was working with. And he asked me, oh, so how did I make my connections? And I said, just being nice to people. The same thing I'm telling you, because I pay on time. Yeah. You, you'll be surprised how people just don't pay or never pay at all. You know, they don't pay on time or never pay at all. But because people have seen that I'm a woman of integrity, people talk. So you hear people just, you know, you find people reaching out to me. Oh, we would love to do business with you. If you are not treating people well, guess what? You'll probably hear that. Well, she's not a nice person to work with. So good thing. Yeah. That has been it. <laughs> I know it sounds awesome. And you know, I love there were a couple of things you said that I really love and I want to call out. The first one is sure. the longevity. You've been doing this for 20 years or more, which shows that you are committed. And you talked about obviously showing up every day and being committed, right? It does take time to build a brand. Oh, yes. I love that. I also love the fact that you said that as much as you want to make people happy, you want to hold them accountable. Oh, yes. You know, because obviously I can tell you're really warm, really genuine, really nice. <laughs> and of course there are people who will try to take advantage of that, right? Because yes. you want to make everyone happy, people will be like, okay, she's a pushover. But I love that you called out, no, I'm still going to hold you accountable. You're not just going to pull the wool over my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was important to call out because I, I know in business, no matter how nice you are, you also have to be firm, right? You also have to oh. be, have your eyes open, right? So yeah. I love that you called that out. Thank Thank you for answering that. I would love to move a little bit into how you balance your roles as a mom, because I know that you have a lot on your plate. You're pretty busy. So talk to us a little bit about that and talk to us. How many kids do you have and what are their ages? Tell the audience. Yes. So I have two wonderful, wonderful kids. A boy, my first child is a boy. His name is Tyranny. He's 17. He'll be 18 in November. He is an athlete and where he got it from, we're still trying to figure that out (laughs) because he's really good at, you know, track and field. And then I have a daughter who's like my soulmate. Her name is Tony. She's 14 and she just gets me totally. And, oh, wow. Still trying to figure out how to balance, you know, being a mom and a career woman. But I will have to say when my husband and I got married. We decided early when we were, before we got married, we had decided that, okay, someone has to stay at home. So I decided, okay, I will stay at home, do stuff from home and raise the kids. And I remember my first few years, because initially when I moved here, I used to custom make things for people. And that was just my way of learning how to sew because I was at the School of Fashion Design. And I remember my son, who's now 6'3", would be on my back and I would be sewing. So it was always, I've always been that person who my being a mom and being a business person has always meshed or it's always been entwined. So with every day I try and figure it out. 
my kids are older, but you know, people think, oh, when they're older, oh, then you're, you're less hands-on. Uh, no, it's more a mental thing you have to be on top of because you know how teenagers are. Mm-hmm. And I believe like my mom had an impact in my life. I wanted to be the same thing with my kids. I always say I knew my mom as a person, not as my mom. So I try as much as possible to let my kids know me for me, boy, Ashenoge. Mm. So that's one thing I try and do. I try and respect my kids too. Again, I'm going to quote my mom. She said, respect begets respect. Mm -hmm. So I respect them and I expect the same thing from them. I try and spend as much time as I can with them. They're older, so they they do a lot of their things. It's mommy begging them to spend time with me. (laughs) But you'll be surprised that even the older ones, Mm -hmm. you know, the time you spend to them goes along. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, if you're a mom of boys, when they're at a certain age, it's almost like they just, they feel like, oh, yeah, mom, you don't get it. But I demand... Yeah, and I mean it. I demand kisses and hugs from my kids. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I carried you for nine months. Every, I'm, I'm so demanding of it. You, it's not even funny. But they, they've, they're now used to it. Every morning you have to come hug and kiss me because I love it. And also it's a way to show your kids that no matter what, you're still my baby. Mm. So for me, it's just showing love, showing love, showing love. Trying to be real. I don't pretend like I get everything but also I have enough experience and that was why God made me a mom like I tell my kids okay you did something wrong do you just want me to leave you and not you know no consequences they'll be like mama no so it's just being real respecting them and also spending time because I work from home so you have to be careful you tend to overwork so sometimes I close up everything and I'm just like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. My daughter, who's like attached to my hip, she'll just be like, oh, mama, can we talk? I have something to tell you. And one, one thing I tell moms, if your kid says, oh, mama, I have something to tell you, I drop everything because you might not get that chance again. Mm-hmm. And when you open up that avenue of communication, they will always come back to you. And I started that when they were super duper young. You know, even if it was something that I would roll my eyes at, I always listened. So Ugochi, I have no, it's just the grace of God, wisdom, respecting them and demanding respect back and being real. I never tell them, oh, I was, I was the best student. I never made a mistake. No, I tell them I made mistakes and get, Guess what? That's why I have that authority to help you out. Are you going to make your mistakes? Yes. But at least I'm a mom. I have the experience and this is what I have to say. Mm. I like to be flexible. There are a few things I'm not flexible about. You know, our core values as a family. No, Mm. I will listen to you. But that doesn't mean you won't get consequences. Mm. And that was how my mom was. You know, she'll listen to you. You know how Nigerian parents just don't, some feel like you just don't have anything to say. No, I will listen to you. Sometimes they will convince me. Sometimes I listen and I'm like, okay, I haven't changed my mind. You still have to um, bear the consequences. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those parents, once I give you the consequence, I'm all smiles again. So I like my kids to know that Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm not being mean. Mm-hmm. It's just life. Every action has a consequence, good or bad. So I'm not one to punish you and then frown. No, I'm back to being mama, but you will do what you have to do. Believe me, I'm one of those people. Yes. So yes. it's 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 respect. You know, kids, they're smart. I remember when I was a kid, I was a smart kid. So if pe- kids are able to tell who you are, you're consistent, how you discipline and love. Yes. At least it worked for me. Yes. As a parent, you know, it's the grace of God. <laughs> Above <laughs> every other thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's the grace of God. It's taking it one day at a time. But I love how yes. you said keeping that channel of communication, yes. making sure your children know they can trust you so that if there is something they want to say, because if I make too big of a deal, then they won't tell me anymore. <laughs> like, okay, she's going to overreact. So it's like, okay. In my mind, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure you could relate. <laughs> yes, Ugochi was my sister who had warned me that never react. Just, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I totally relate to that. I totally relate to that. If you don't mind me asking, so how many kids do you have and how old are they? <laughs> I agree. And it's interesting, uh-huh. similar in age. So I have boy-girl twins uh, oh. who are 20. So they just passed the teenager. They're they're, uh, just finished sophomore year in college. It should be going to junior year in the fall. And then I have a 15-year-old boy who's a rising high school junior. So So they're at a funny, it's a fun age. Like you said, the challenges are different when they're older, right? So Mm -hmm. moms Mm -hmm. of younger kids, you will find that, you know, as your kids grow, the challenges change. But the thing is you grow with them, right? You learn and with them so it's a journey thank you for asking thank you so much for asking I appreciate that of course so I'm (laughs) gonna ask you though as we talk as still on the path of motherhood but maybe coming back to people in the audience who might be have a passion for fashion design or even a passion for starting a business Mm -hmm. what are some of the uh, the tips and advice you would give to moms who are like you know I've always wanted to be a fashion designer or, you know, I'd like to start a business. What would you say? So You know what I say? Go, mm-hmm. go, go, go. And go doesn't mean you're dropping everything to start another thing. But the difference between people who make it happen is just starting. It's not going to be perfect. I've been in, in this industry for 20 years and I'm not perfect. And I always tell people, because I teach webinars on fashion design as a career. And what I tell people, it's not being perfect, it's it's being consistent. Perfection never happens. Mm. It's you being consistent, showing up every day. And let me tell you, people watch. To get into a retail store, they're watching you. Because like I said, 90% of fashion businesses, by the third year, they're gone. So even as a business person, not necessarily going into fashion, start, start. And like I said, it doesn't mean dropping everything to start whatever business you want to get into. Start, you learn as you go along, start small. I always tell people that for me, when I started Shiknicity, which was we started Shiknicity um, 2017, I, I had been in the industry prior to that, like 13 years prior to that. And I had helped um, helped other people get into mass, mass production, but I 
knew I was going to start small. Why? Your the risk level is lower. You learn, it's better to learn with a small quantity than if you learn going way big, oh my goodness, it will cost you an arm and a leg. But start small. You learn better, you lose less. So keep it small and then grow. Grow. Also, the customer is always right. Even as a fashion designer, there are things I feel like, ooh, this is going to sell. And then it comes out and it's like crickets. I, I had read something from Diane Byrne, Frustenberg. She said, give the customers what they want. Mm. So if you have a bestseller, you better keep, <laughs> you know, producing it. We have a dress. We have several pieces, but there's this dress. It's called the Abbey dress. Every time we drop it, we sell out. Mm. Am I tempted as a creative person to create like a million other things? Yes, but I have to see what is selling and what is not. As creatives, you know, we love to create. But as a business person, I have to pull back. Just be consistent, show up. Social media can be brutal in the sense that you post crickets, <laughs> but show up. The, a lot of connections we've made are from people who didn't even like a post. A lot of our customers who buy you know, from our website, might not be on social media or might not even, you know, be the ones who are, you know, thumb happy. So show up every day, social media, you know, wherever your your presence is, you know, needed, show up, show up, show up, go. Again, I will repeat, it's not perfection. It's just being consistent. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's such great advice. And, you know, I think I want to ask next. Yes, sure. Back to, we're kind of jumping around, but I want to make sure we gather all the information. Back to mom. Join the conversation. <laughs> Between mom and business owner. But as a mom, as a busy mom, because obviously you are busy, and as a business owner, what are some of the values and principles that you want to instill in your children? And how do you incorporate those values into your professional life as well? So number one, be nice. Mm. Treat people how you want to be treated. It sounds very basic, but it, it's a rule I live by. Treat everybody nicely because you never know where you're going to meet them again. That was always what my mom said. When you're going up on a ladder, treat people well because when you're coming down, you never know who you're going to need. So always just be nice to people, be pleasant. I remember it was in the UK a few months ago and being the person that I am, I'm always like, oh, and my friend, <laughs> she's going to kill me for this. Who's, you know, she's lived in Britain for over 20 years. She's like, boy, yeah, yeah, too nice. I'm like, that's just me. She's like, nobody cares in Britain. Everybody's quite, you know, buttoned up and all. And I'm like, okay, watch me. We go to the store. <laughs> Everything I wanted, I got people to do for me because I tell my daughter, be nice, smile. Mm -hmm. I remember I was running late to catch my flight. All I did was, oh, I'm sorry. And I flashed my big smile. And the girl was like, okay, I'll help. Be nice. People just, because I don't know how to put it. There's a Yoruba saying, but I don't know how to translate it to English. So I won't even go there. But people just love, you know, respect. Everybody wants respect. And if you're nice to people, you respect people you're going to get the best out of them. So my kids, I do tell them that. And 
Ugochi, I'm happy to let you know that that is the first thing people say about my kids. Mm. They're just nice people. They're not perfect like, you know, kids. uh, Yeah. But they're nice people. Mm. They're nice people. I always tell my son, who tends to be, you know, someone people gravitate towards. He's a leader, a natural leader. I used to tell him, yeah, a leader, a leader serves. And when people gravitate towards you, don't take it for granted. You know, some people take it for granted that people like them. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Be kind. Don't take it for granted. So treat people the way you want to be treated. Be consistent. I tell my kids with your grades and all, you know, we're Nigerian parents. uh -uh. You will be consistent. You will have good grades. And these are things I apply in my business life. So everything I've said personal-wise, I try and apply in my business, you know, life also. Um, be nice to people. Be consistent. It's it's difficult yeah. to show up every day, Ugochi. Yes. You know how it is in America where you probably have your family outside the country or they're just far away from you. Mm. You hardly get time to talk to people. So sometimes it feels like you're alone. Mm. So for my kids, showing up every time, when when even I don't feel like showing up, I have to show up for them, for my business, because it might be the day you decide not to show up, someone is looking for you. It's it's not easy. I try to show up as much as I can. And that's it, you know, treating people well, being consistent, and of course, I encourage my kids to really follow their passion. Yeah, I, my son who's going in, he, going into college next year, all I have said is, whatever you want to do, you have to be the best at it, but it has to be your passion. I don't want to make that mistake of, oh, you have to be a lawyer, a doctor. No, follow your passion. But guess what? As a Nigerian parent, you have to be the best, be good. period. Yes. Good. Yeah, my daughter to who yeah. this minute wants to be like a smart comedian like Trevor Noah. <laughs> and I tell her, guess what? Yes, you can do that and more. But guess what? You have to be the best. Yes. At it. Yeah. That's great advice. That is great advice. So as we start to <laughs> round this up, this fascinating, oh, awesome. I know. I so fast. It's so lovely, <laughs> which is great. It's a good sign. I have a couple more questions for you. Sure, we're going to be. The first one, and I'll ask them one at a time so that you can give them justice. The first one is, how do you stand out in a crowded marketplace? Because it doesn't matter what business you're starting. And as you know, there's so much choice in fashion design. Your customers are finicky, like you said. So how do you stand out in a, in a crowded marketplace? Ogochi, um, with that, it comes back to being consistent. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. With my uh, my clothing brand, what we have noticed is being consistent. Once we're able to get you as a customer, we find out pe- we find that people come back mm-hmm. once they get the clothes and they see the quality of what we're offering. Because you know, there's so many. Oh my goodness, online. So it's that thing of, okay, once we get you as a customer, once you get our pieces, they're always like, it's even better in person. So it's been that creating quality pieces, it means a lot. Because I know people take out their time to spend their money on our pieces. So we want you to get it. 
love it and wear it over and over again. Also, it's just a thing of honing my message because I knew what I wanted when it came to chicnicity. It was out of a need of, I live in Boston. I love my African print, but at the same time, I didn't want people to say, ooh, where did you get that from? Oh, nice costume. I didn't want that. I didn't want it to seem like I was on the cast of Lion King, right? <laughs> I wanted pieces I could wear every day. And people would say, wow, nice dress. But that print looks different. What's the story? So, you know, I continue to try to get that message out. Not everybody gets it, but people who get it, get it. So that's another thing. Online, you know, we're consistent. We tell our story because there's so much online. It's that getting people to buy it and then they see what, you know, you have going. Our return rate is so low. And that's just because people love what they see. The quality is good. We make sure when you're buying it, we communicate with you on sizing. And Ugochi, it's we just keep keeping on. Yeah. We just keep keeping on. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know how I've been able to do it. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, I get a shipment in and I'm like, oh, this is going to sell. And then cricket, the one I wasn't expecting, so sells good. out. Or we we photograph a piece and then it starts selling. Or someone wears it and they post it. You never <laughs> Yes. But, you know, just, you know, if people get your pieces and they're well-made, that is like 80% of it. So yes. that's how we've been able to try our best, you know, to stand out. And I love what you said because it applies to any business. I'm reminded that there are over 8 billion people on earth. You don't need all 8 billion to love you. You yes. just need a sliver of that. And to your point about once they buy, they love the pieces, your return rate is so low. Create the quality work. You know, however the people find you, to your point, you don't know if it's through a photograph, someone posts or someone wears. However they find you, just be consistent with the quality so that when yeah. they do find you, that's a loyal customer, right? So there's so yes. many nuggets in what you said. I love that you said that. Thank you so much. What is next for BB? What are you working on right now that you're so <laughs> coming down the path? Talk to us. So, Ugochi, what's next for BB and Chicnicity? So we were fortunate to get on a big retail platform. So that has opened doors for us. Love it. Um, we were on HSN. And it's on TV. So that put the brand out there. That was a great opportunity. So we have other retailers reaching out. Not easy. So we're trying to figure out what, you know, who we're going to work with. Even get you know production tighter in the sense that if you deal with retailers, you have to really be on point. Grow the business in the sense that have more people working <laughs> with me because right now I'm a one-woman show. Another thing I'm really, really looking forward to um, doing it is to share my knowledge with people. I'm one person that I love sharing what I know. I don't know it all. But I believe my story of 
being a lawyer and then going into fashion design will be helpful to people who think, oh, there's no career in fashion design. So the school I went to in Boston were looking to create a webinar that will you know, encourage people and enlighten people about the career opportunities in fashion design. Because before I started Stignicity, I worked in the fashion design industry. And there's so many things you can do and make good money in that space. So I'm, I'm building on that curriculum. My kids, my son, off to college, we're doing a lot when it comes to that. Just finding that balance of joy, finding my joy, not being happy, but finding my joy where external factors do not control my emotions. Yeah, that's it. I like to take baby steps no matter how it seems like oh, things are going well because everything is unpredictable. So once you ground yourself, you're able to tackle other things. Well, they, those are the few things I have on my plates. Yeah. <laughs> just a few, just a few, <laughs> just a few things. That's a lot. This has been fantastic. Before you go, I just want to remind the audience that I will be making available all your information, your social yeah. media handles, your website, how they can purchase your gorgeous pieces. Thank you. All the rest of it, I'll be making that available. <laughs> Finally, is there anything I should have asked you or that you would like the audience to know before you wrap? Last words. Well, you asked me wonderful questions that I loved answering. But as a small business owner, check out our Instagram page, chicnicityllc.com. Check out our website, chicnicity.com. We have our pieces on HSN. I will send the link um, to Ugochi. And, you know, I'm one of those people I love hearing from people. So if you did hear this podcast, you know, send me a message saying, hi, tell me how I helped with anything I said. I love, I really do love hearing from people. So that's it, Ugochi boy. You were the best host. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. This is why I love what I do is getting to meet people like you that I would may not hopefully would have met, but may not have otherwise met. So I know know we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Last thing, a shout out to Chica who connected us. Thank you, Chica. Thank you, Chica. Chica's the bomb. Thank you. I know. Gochi, thank you so much for having me. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. What was your main takeaway from this episode? What did you like? What, in your opinion, are some ways that we could improve? I want to hear from you. You can reach me at ugochi at fiercemothers.com. To learn more about Fierce Mothers, please visit our website at fiercemothers.com and join our mailing list for our weekly newsletter. The newsletter provides powerful tips and inspiration for life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Fierce Mothers. Follow me on LinkedIn at Ugochi Onyewu. 
We are building an engaged community of Pierce Mothers, so please tell your friends about the show. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you.